Hey friends. Okay. Ears up. I have a question for you. Are you a product business owner that has built your business to reach multiple six figures or multiple millions within a calendar year? Are you looking for support to navigate and level up your business in the next 12 months? So if that's you, then we invite you to apply to our highest level program, the product boss mastermind. Now I'm here to remind you that you have done an exceptional job getting to this level of business on your own, but what it will take for you to grow to the next level is going to be very different than what you have done before. Now we know you can level up your business without you having to be the person who does all of the things or the person who makes every single decision, right? And that's why the product boss mastermind is the place for high-level strategy and collaboration so you can connect with other product-based business owners who get it and who are going where you are going, as well as getting the assistance and coaching from two product boss experts, which are Mina and myself. Now, if you're ready to commit to yourself and you want to reach that next level in your business without sacrificing your freedom and creativity, and you want to be surrounded by a collaborative group of product bosses who get it and grow together by sharing ideas, strategies, and insider secrets, then we invite you to apply to be considered to the Product Boss Mastermind at theproductbossmastermind.com. Spots are limited, so don't delay. I would love to see your applications come in. So again, head to theproductbossmastermind.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sitap, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlosi-Tip. Hello, everybody. And we help product-based businesses grow their sales, increase their visibility, and live their dream life. And that's really what we're here for you is living that dream life because today is the perfect topic because we're going to be talking about mental health and entrepreneurship because the biggest asset you all have is your beautiful brains, right? Mm-hmm. And your, and health. your health. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And all the yeah. things that go with it. Yeah. Beautiful brain and taking care of <laughs> so yourself. When we're doing this, when we're recording this episode right now, it is um, during Mental Health mm-hmm. Awareness Month. And we wanted to kind of touch base on this because it's definitely something that lived in the shadows for a long time. People were afraid to mention it. They were it's um, like they Bruno. didn't talk about it. If seven foot frame. We don't talk we- about Bruno. <laughs> Rats along his back. <laughs> It's like we sing that song so much in this household. Are we going to have to pay <laughs> Lin-Manuel and Miranda right now? Right? No, no, no. They barely, <laughs> barely got the tune right and or the lyrics. It's true. <laughs> it's totally true. They're not, it's not, he's not even going to recognize. <laughs> I'll be like, what, what she said? Um, but yeah, it was definitely something people didn't talk about. And we definitely are hearing more and more about it. And I think... Yeah. I was raised by an English family. I don't know if this was in your family, but from the English side of my family, they were like, 
You sweep oh, it under the rug. 100%. You close the door. You never talk about your mental health, nor was it even a thing. You send the yeah. people away that are causing mental problems. Mental health were two words like it's an oxymoron, like jumbo shrimp. It did not go together, you know? <gasps> and so people just didn't talk about it together. Right. And, you know, and it's interesting because we have some mentors and and people in our space that we look up to, and they've been very vocal about their struggles Mm -hmm. with mental health and not struggles, but their journeys with mental health. And it's something probably in the last several years that people have been more willing to share. Um, So I will share that I recently got back on antidepressants and anti-anxiety pills. I've been on them maybe three times. I mean, just jumping into it, huh? (laughs) <laughs> I'm just going to really quick before way. you jump into it. I wanted to say that the reason why I wanted to do this particular episode is because I Googled how to, what was it? What to do in mental health awareness month. And one of them, the top one was to have a conversation around it or to attend a conversation. So I was like, Oh, look at us. We have the platform that could help with that. So you know, this would be a great conversation to have. So Jacqueline, jump into your your journey with it. Hi, my mm-hmm. name is Jacqueline and I struggle with my mental yeah. health, right? That's a big, that's a big admission. And I'll tell you that this, um, I've had it, I've been on it three times since I was the first time I was like 25 and I thought it was, um, I thought it was situational. So when I first had anxiety, uh, I was having anxiety attacks. So this is when I worked for somebody in the fashion industry and was spinning me out. And I'd wake up in the middle of the night, just crying, like crying. I couldn't control the tears and I'd be in the bathroom crying and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And, and I was like, I'm working in a really toxic situation. And so I went to a therapist and then they prescribed me medication. And I really thought it was situational. And I was like, it's just situational. And I wanted to get off them really fast. Cause there's a stigma about it too. I was like, I don't want to be on medication. I think I'm strong enough. Like my brain should be strong enough. I work with therapists. Like I should be able to overcome this. I just need to change my situation. So I left that job. I was on medication and eventually got off it. The next time I went on it was when, um, it was post, I had two kids. My daughter was about a year. So I actually found out that you can have postpartum depression, like starting at six months, postpartum doesn't happen doesn't always happen immediately after you have a child. So when I remember going to my therapist and just saying how I felt, they were like, it could be postpartum. Now, situationally, again, (laughs) my life would stress so many people out. Let me just tell (laughs) y'all, but Mm -hmm. I'm used to it. So at that point, my husband had gotten a job um, back in New York and we were living in LA and I had two young babies and I had a full business and, um, and I had to go back and forth to see him and I was raising these kids. And then eventually I had to move us from LA all the way back, uh, to New York by myself with two babies and work. And, um, I, again, I went into, I kind of went into like massive anxiety attacks. So I went back on medication, same thing. Once I got to our new house on the East coast as okay, now my situation's fixed and I weaned myself off of the medication. Right. And this whole time I've worked with mental health experts. So like therapists, life coaches, psychologists, psychiatrists, all the things like whenever I feel like I need it, I'm, I've always been open since I was 18 and I can make decisions for myself. Cause remember my family wasn't all about mental, (laughs) mental health support, um, that I've been doing it. Now I'm back on them and I got back on them, um, last year and it was sort of, and I didn't know why. And I think a lot of us have been dealing with different things when it comes out of the pandemic and isolation and all the things, but, um, I guess I'll admit it here. My mom has stage four cancer and I haven't said it publicly because my grandma doesn't know. 
I don't want it getting back to her. And that, that has been like a massive thing for me where I, um, it brings up a lot of like things from my childhood and then living so far away and all the, and all of that. And so that was actually speaking. Now I'm going back to Los Angeles. We're moving back. And I feel like I wouldn't have been able to come clearly to these decisions had I not had the help of this medication that's really keeping me from sinking too low. But I say, it feels like I've got a life vest on. So I'm able to bob easier at the top of the water versus sinking really low. And I decided, and I felt really bad when I had to get back on it. Cause it's like, I've done all this work for my whole life to help myself mentally. And the fact that I need medication that I feel like I'm not strong enough. And it took me a little bit this last time to get over the stigma and just say, you know what, I'm dealing with some crazy life situations and I'm going to be on medication so that I can be the best mom possible to my kids going through this and be this business owner and a good business partner and a wife and a friend, and also be able to support my mom with something that's so heavy and traumatic for me. So, um, so that sort of, I guess I just came out and told you everything, but I want to be very, I've always been very honest with everyone about the things that I go through because I just want to model for you that like this stuff happens. And sometimes we need that support and thank God, like, there's medications out there that can help yeah, crack things, you know, or like help my brain work without me thinking. Yeah, for low. sure. I think that there has been a stigma for a really long time and coming out of 2021 and 2020 itself, it, we all have gone through a trauma. We've gone through a crisis. So it's a financial crisis, a economic crisis, a health crisis, a mental crisis, a, you know, so many crises and we don't actually know how to handle it mentally and physically. Um, I went through a family crisis when my daughter had heart surgery, for example, and that I felt physically like my brain was going to break open. Like that's how physically I felt it. And I thought I was going to have a mental breakdown. But I'll kind of go backwards a little bit. I before, and I haven't had one in a while. I'm going to knock on wood. Um, I I would get panic attacks, meaning that um, basically it started in 2011. So it's been a while. My daughter was one year old, my oldest one, and my hands will go into full like my grandma had a stroke, so it would go like we I used to call them like grandma hands, but they lose movement and then I lose function to my bodily functions. So I go sit on the toilet and my biggest fear is that I'm going to be at Target one time and poop all over myself and I'll have the kids and I won't have function on my hands. So anyways, full body panic attacks. And I only knew there were panic attacks after my husband told me he's a pharmacist too, but he said that when he was going to France, when he was a kid, the girl next to him, she was in his French class. She had a panic attack and her, her hands were the same. So she was scared and it can't, comes out of fear. So I don't know what brings it on, to be honest, for me, um, but I've learned how to feel better about not spiraling myself into a worse panic attack. So, for example, I used to try to have my panic attacks in isolation. Like, I didn't want to scare my kids. I didn't want to scare my husband, even though my husband would be there. But, you know, I didn't want to scare my kids, essentially. And so then I I can kind of feel in my body <clears throat> when they're going to happen. Like the morning I feel off or I'm just like something's happening. I need to stay home. So it's like I can I become more attuned to it. And then so I taught my kids that if ever I'm on the toilet and I'm having one of my attacks, they just take a glass of water and they pour it on my head. They used to try to ask me questions. I used to try to like soothe them. And it became like this whole thing that I would be like, 
you know, my whole body would be like it, like I, I would be so focused on trying not to pass out essentially. And so, um, it would, sometimes I have them, I don't know. I, I was getting, you've been better. It has been better. So I figured out some things that help me. So shout out to Lauren, who is our, basically she's our acting COO, but I figured out that if I shock my nervous system, I can stop it in its tracks. So that I always thought that they would pour the water on my head and I could calm myself down and, and at least I wouldn't pass out. It was base level, right? And then she was like, well, my, I don't know, neurologist or somebody told her that if you hold an ice pack to the base of your head, that that will stop your nervous system from freaking out. So that's what I've been doing. And then when, when she told me that, it happened to be wintertime. So anytime I felt like I was going to go in a panic attack, instead of going on the toilet, I'd walk outside. And Iowa winters were talking like, it would be like negative degrees out. But it would shock my body to be like, oh my gosh, and my nervous system. And then, so then the other thing too, so I have an ice pack. I would walk outside or get this. This is coming full circle for those of you who've been following us for a long time. I take my freaking roller my ice roller onto my face. And so, you know, if you've ever heard our story, the ice roller is something we use all the time where everybody has their own sphere of influence. And I learned about it from one of my high school acquaintances that I saw them using this ice roller and I bought it. And you can see the trickle effect of being known for something, right? So this ice roller back into my life again that I use it almost every day in the morning of kind of calming down my nervous system and shocking myself awake And that has really helped. So there's lots of things that have sent me into panic. For example, I think that honestly, they have a lot to do with me being a mom and kids and being fearful. So for example, and then my hormones. So then like I went into postpartum depression, but that was because my daughter was four months old and then um, she had heart surgery. We lived at the, you know, hospital. And then my other daughter started kindergarten at that time. And then for the first 10 days of her being uh, post-surgery, I couldn't hold her. So I had to soothe her from the bedside, but she's four months old. So she's scared. And then, so then they had to sedate her and strap her down. So her arms and legs were strapped down. It was just a lot. And so I feel myself getting worked up even just talking about it. <laughs> I know you can hear both of our voices have cracked in our So stories. it's a lot. And I feel like mental health has been something that we all have to navigate as women and as entrepreneurs. So being partners. But I will tell you, here's the thing that really is an aha moment for me. When you're having people that deal with mental health and or you are dealing with mental health, you focus on the support, not on the solution. So a lot of times people will try to solve it for you, right? Do this, try this, blah, blah, blah. But if they feel supportive and they just hear and listen to you, it almost is better that they create the space for you to do that for yourself because you need to probably go through your own therapy or figure out the things for you or it's a slower journey. And so focusing on the support versus the solution has been something that I've been shifting my brain to when I'm helping my sisters or I'm helping fellow entrepreneurs or, you know, talking about mental health. And um, I just create the space to listen versus trying to solve it for them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Hey, friends. So question for you. Do you want to know the secrets to product biz success? 
Well, I know a lot of people out there think the key to reaching more customers is creating more products, right? You think if you just create more products, you're going to reach more customers and more people are going to buy from you. Well, spoiler alert, it's not. So believe it or not, going wider in your business, making more products won't get you the results that you want. You've got to go deeper, friend. You've got to niche down. You've got to sell what people are wanting to buy, right? We want you to be known for something. There are opportunities right in front of you that will help your product business grow. And we're going to help you unlock them in our product biz bootcamp, which is the bestseller audio bootcamp. You heard it right. We are giving you this inside of the bestseller audio bootcamp. It's our on-demand lifetime access training that shows you how to stop wasting your time and energy on the things that don't matter, like endlessly creating new products and start focusing on what really moves the needle in your product business, like discovering your untapped opportunities for a product-based business or creating your best offers to take advantage of your best sellers. How about building your year-round plan, right? We want to learn how to make more sales and grow a profitable product-based business. And we're also going to help you amplify your best sellers and how you're going to share them with the world and figure out what are the right products to sell at the right time. So you're not just spinning your wheels and feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. Plus, you're going to get access to additional trainings of help. For example, on how to get more done in less time in a workshop. You're also going to have a workshop that's going to help you find the key to choosing the products to help your business thrive. And another workshop that you're going to learn the secrets to scaling your business. And here's the best part. You ready? You can start right now. Okay. So just head to theproductboss.com slash bootcamp. Again, that's theproductboss.com slash bootcamp. You can sign up now and you can get access to all of these incredible trainings that are really going to help you grow a profitable product-based business by leaning in to your bestsellers. All right, friends, we'll see you in there. Yeah. So, you know, these are our own personal experiences and, um, and I think, and someone, um, Olivia on, um, Facebook has been, um, writing chats because we're filming, we're filming this, we're doing this live. And she says, my mom is a psychologist. And we were just talking about this yesterday. The thing about the stigma is that it keeps people from seeking the help that would make them feel much better. When the truth is that pristine mental health is very rare and it shouldn't be stigmatized to get help for yourself. If you need it, the, um, if you need it, because most people do. And I think that yeah. is a big thing. So in the world in which we live in right now, where it feels like there's crisis after crisis after mm-hmm. crisis, and part of that is the news cycle, but it is pretty, it's like the hits yeah. don't stop, right? And we went through this global crisis together as humans. We went through the pandemic. We were isolated. There were things, women were hit pretty hard, um, you know, because women, you know, I remember one month, 800,000 women left the workforce. They had careers. And they came home and they took care of their children. And a lot of identity was lost in that too. So the thing is, is no matter what, you could have something very traumatic. I had a very traumatic childhood that I thought was, you know, a big issue for me. Um, I thought that was the reason I was having all these other things coming up in my adult life. But there's things, you know, or there could be something traumatic like Mina had with, you know, her daughter. Or it could just be the way that your brain Mm -hmm. is, right? Some people need medication for cholesterol because it's genetic. Some people need thyroid medication. Some people need medication for their brains to just function a bit better. So I think the thing that's cool about this day and age is that there are ways that you don't have to find a psychologist by like having to go or a psychiatrist by having to go find Mm -hmm. a doctor somewhere. You can go on better help. 
which I love their commercial. um, So if you've been seeing more about it, that's one of the best things that came from the pandemic, honestly, is the fact that we Mm learn how to ask for for a help. But BetterHelp, one of their commercials is this guy, two people jump out of the plane and his parachute can't open. And she's like, here, just grab my hand. Just grab my hand. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know? And, you know, and then it's like, better help. It's okay to grab somebody's hand, you know? And then there's another one where the, the guy is drowning. She's like, here, take this, take this. And he's like, no, no, I'm good. I'll just, I'll just keep swimming, you know? But it's like someone drowning, you know? So their commercials are great, but I love how it's becoming more common where it's not like, I mean, everybody should have a mental health professional because we all could use help with our brains, you know, and our mental health. (laughs) Um, Now, we're not doctors. We're not prescribing. But, you know, and I think and I actually got on my medication this last time because a big thing that was coming up for me was that um, I couldn't I couldn't even I was it was so stressful to find someone to go to for medication that I kept spinning out and I do work with a life coach and there's, and I could work on my brain, but then there's also situational stuff. Right. So, um, I think I was trying to find the other one I went to, but I went, I was on better help. And then, um, uh, another one, I tried out a few. So that's the other thing. If you decide to try out different, um, you know, support systems, let's say you decide to get an app and you mm-hmm. pay a certain amount of and money some of them and you, you can someone, just and it doesn't work too. So you can show up in person, yeah. you know, in person on a video, video or you can text them when you need to as well. Right. And so it doesn't, I didn't just stop. I didn't say, okay, this app didn't work. I couldn't connect with someone that I felt like it was the right thing. I tried another one. And then I actually think I tried three. Um, I think hers right now, you know, mm-hmm. hers and him's like the hair stuff. Hers just started for women specifically a mental health app as well for women. Cause also women tend to not always prioritize themselves either. So the idea here is that you can be highly successful. Um, can I, do you think it's weird to share my, my hypothesis? Okay. This is super like, what? this is, is not weird. Scientific. Um, I don't know what it is. I had to start it that way. <laughs> don't judge me, but this is the way my brain works. Non-scientific, but human evolution. Okay. So I feel like a lot of us have anxiety. I feel like a lot of very high functioning people, especially entrepreneurs have a lot of anxiety naturally. This is my opinion. And part of the reason too, is I feel like back in the day when we were cavemen and we were living in caves, the people who were more aware of the bears outside the caves, like they were the ones that were like, can't sleep, got to sleep with one eye open. So I don't die from that bear. I feel like genetically we carried on anxiety because the people that were like, I'm chill. I'm not worried about the bear. They maybe got eaten. my psychology. Mm-hmm. This is my hypothesis. So I feel like more people now have higher anxiety. Obviously it's situational as well, but I feel like some of it was bred into us because of the idea of humans like evolving in the yeah. where we are now. That's, I mean, for sure again, we are, you know, it, like we, we want to survive, you know, so there's fight, right. uh, fight, flight, or fix. So oftentimes we go to that. I think that what happened when the pandemic happened was that our bodies and our minds went through a trauma. And even though people could handle it mentally, your bodies and your minds are connected. So you probably couldn't handle it physically, you know? And so then like, it's like your body catching up with your brain. And so your body's telling you something's wrong. You're, ha- you know, panic attack. Here you go. This is my way of signaling to you. There's something wrong, you know? And so then your brain's like, oh, 
what's happening. You know, there's like trauma in my body and in my brain, but I can't, I don't know how to process both and I need help with that. And I think that that's one of the best things of coming out of, you know, learning how to ask. But I, I here's the takeaway that I want you all to take from this episode is that you need to become an advocate of your own health, your own mental health, whatever that looks like for you. And so, and you probably need an advocate for you. So for example, if you need a therapist or you want a therapist and everyone, I mean, therapy is amazing. So if you have somebody with better help and you become your own advocate and you have somebody advocating for your health too, it's that support that I was talking about versus the solution. Because a solution is something that's there, you're done, you're fixed, goodbye. But mental health doesn't work that way. You can't fix it, you know? And so um, having becoming an advocate of your own mental health is 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 something that I hope that we can contribute to this conversation that happens this month about mental health awareness. Yeah. I'm going to um, just read Olivia again because she's has some really good points. We need to eliminate the idea that you have to be literally crazy and psychotic and hallucinating and suicidal in order to seek out mental health treatment. If there's something that can be done to make your days a little easier, whether it be medication, therapy, or something else, why would you turn that away? It's not uncommon to have struggles and we'll have our own, we all have our own thing. Being open about it can help you feel less alone. So I'll add in that I put my son in therapy. Mm-hmm. He has auditory things that stress him out and um, like sounds are just too loud for him. And I was like, why can't I handle this as a mom? Well, I was like, he just needs the tools. And I think that's the idea here, right? Like we all need the tools to be able to live our best yeah. possible lives. So whether that's someone to speak to, whether that's another way to approach things, whether that's rewiring your, your, you know, brain in the way like with life coaching, like it helps you like, um, with your neuro pathways, whether it's medication that's helping control certain like things that are happening in your brain, you know, whatever it is. So if you are alone and you feel like you don't have someone to reach out to, or you feel stressed or this, this really resonated with you. DM us over on Instagram. Okay. Send us a message and say this resonated or be like, thank you for mentioning that because I feel this way. Or you're like, I'm still struggling with that. We're in our DMS and we're there to support you and say like, you've got it. You can do it. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, we're behind you in this. If no one else in the world is behind you, like let Mina and I be kind of the voices and know that we, we, are behind you and whatever your struggle is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what level it's at. It could be super minimal or it could be straight up feeling suicidal. Um, I've had moments of feeling suicidal and that's when I've hit my really big lows. Right. So, and then getting on medication has made me a better mom where I've been able to be happy, where I've been able to sustain the days where I don't freak out on my kids and yell at them and then create traumas for them because I couldn't hand like my body yeah. couldn't handle it either. Right. So we want to be, yeah. And anti-anxiety well. has medicine has been around for ages, you know? So that that's the thing is that, um, you know, this is kind of what my husband tells me all the time when I'm like not wanting to take medicine. He's like, well, this has been around for a long time or this hasn't or whatever. So it makes me feel safe in taking it. And so whatever you need to do, you do, you know? And the thing is, is that when we're thinking about mental health and and opening up this conversation about it, it is like what Jacqueline said. It's, you know, working your way through it, finding the right support, getting the right tools. And what does that have to do with entrepreneurship? Well, a lot of us, because we're entrepreneurs, our brain never stops. It just doesn't stop. 
Like even me compared to my husband, who is also an entrepreneur, as a woman, my brain for sure does not, not stop. So as a woman entrepreneur, I'm thinking about the kids. I'm thinking about the house. I'm thinking about, you know, the team. Your yeah, I'm businesses. thinking about the businesses. <laughs> I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking about right now. My brain literally does not stop. And so when you're an entrepreneur, a lot of the inclination is to fix things or it's to pivot like, oh, I'll just avoid it or I'll dump myself into my work. And that's why it's super important for us as entrepreneurs and, you know, and and women, to be honest, is that we take care of ourselves and we take care of each other. And that's why this opening up this conversation and sharing our stories feels like our way of impacting this month in particular, because it's all about awareness. It's all about you know, can we destigmatize? That's right. The right word. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. (laughs) Pulled it right out of my. Good job. Good job on the big word. (laughs) Mental health, like advocacy on our own part and just, you know, be there with each other, not in in like collaborate and you take care of me. I take care of you and, you know, and, you know, leave that room for each other to support each other. Yeah. So, Thank you, Rachel, (laughs) has stayed on literally to give you your time warnings. I love it, Rachel. Thank you. Um, So thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. I hope um, it helped some of you out there um, in terms of just feeling not alone and seeing, you know, Mina and I that we can create. We both each have two successful businesses, two kids. We're married. We go through life. And we also have had we have our own things that we deal with. Right. I'm not even going to say issues. We have our own things. It's life. Um, And so admitting it to all of you here, um, admitting it or sharing it, I guess, is more of the thing to know. And we really want you to also find the support that you need as well to keep going. So I'm glad that you, and thank you for creating the safe space for us to have this conversation with all of you. Thanks everybody. Thanks everyone. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the product class podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the product boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shoponeinfive.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.